Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, this is Terry Filbert, President and CEO of Baru Gold Corporation of uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, a uh, public company on tsx.v under Baru, B-A-R-U. Uh, we actually have two mining properties uh, for gold, both in Indonesia. Uh, one which basically uh, Sangye, which will be into production, it's now started construction uh, as of just a few weeks ago, and will go into production early in uh, 2022. Also, we are the proprietor uh, of Miwa, uh, which basically is another project up in uh, Aceh province, which basically we are working on to uh, bring back to. Uh, uh, into, you know, a stage where we can start drilling it again. Terry, Terry, I'm sorry to interrupt that. Um, we haven't seen you since, I think, May-ish of 2020, a long time ago, just at the start of, yeah. uh, of, of COVID. Obviously, your project probably has uh, been affected by COVID um, since I last saw you, but I thought it was worth catching up to see how you're getting on. It seems to, a lot has happened, a lot of, a lot of water yeah. under the bridge. Yeah, no, it's been long. I mean, we I mean, I think both of us thought COVID was gonna be over fairly soon at that time. I think everybody at the beginning. Um, we basically uh, did finish our uh, AMDAL, which is our environmental report with the government, and then also our feasibility study. Um, the AMDAL actually was done on Zoom. You know, so basically we had all the, the final meeting was actually done on Zoom with the government and with the different uh, stakeholders. And so that was the actual the final. Luckily, we did the uh, community, the community meetings in 2018, because um, community meetings would have been harder on Zoom since, you know, the internet on San Diego is not very good. But uh, we did finish this, uh, the AMDAL. Uh, we did, uh, but unfortunately, we were hoped to be in production six months earlier, but we lost six months on COVID, uh, mainly because yeah, they've shut down the mining department uh, several times. Uh, we've had transportation shut. We've had uh, a number of shutdowns in the government and, and, and all the transportation and sometimes communication. So it's been a bit rough, uh, but things are getting back to normal now. Okay, well, like, I want to I go through the projects. I want to go over old grand terms of business plan strategies, history and all of that sure. sort of thing. Um, I, I'd rather kind of focus on what you've done since we spoke. So can we look at the two projects separately? So let's start with, let's start with um, well, which one do you want to start with? Oh, thank you, of course. Okay, thank you. Okay, so um, since we last spoke, what's been what's been happening? Well, since we last spoke, basically we have uh, received the license. Uh, at that time, we had to finish the uh, environmental environmental report, which was accepted by the government, called the Andal, and then the feasibility stage was also accepted by the government. Uh, we were supposed to be issued the the license in November two thousand and twenty. Unfortunately, uh, they got hit by COVID at that time heavily. So things shut down until February. Um, and when they finally issued the license, so we lost several months there. And then after that, uh, we started land acquisition. We put our people on the, the island and they're starting to basically do the pre-mining the pre and pre-construction uh, work and start land acquisition. And so that's been going on until uh today because we'll keep on acquiring land but we now have enough land to basically start construction and get the project you know uh, put together and uh, launched this year right okay so the, the, okay needs to be say these are small projects um as, as they stand so the capex isn't particularly huge um but talk to me about your money situation first because a few questions i need to ask at the moment we have enough money in the bank to go into production uh, we had a buffer, which we've kind of gone through a buffer because of how long it's basically taken. But without the buffer, we can still go into production without a problem. Uh, we will. We are doing a 
uh, financing as of today, I understand. Um, my marketing people just launched it. Uh, the financing is for 1.6 million, but that's basically to build up the buffer, but also primarily is to allow me to start uh, exploration earlier. Uh, we have uh, an area of about 1.2 kilometers, which has a 4101 on it for 835,000 out- inferred ounces. Uh, we want to bring that into measured and indicated. And then beyond that, this anomaly goes for another 1.7 kilometers. And that line has the same, has actually better numbers on it from the uh, uh, rock samples we've taken. So that'll be drilled out. So we'll drill out this entire area over the year. We're hoping to bring a million ounces onto the bottom line by the end of the year, of what, 12 months, within 12 months. Okay, so the question was, how much money do you have? So you're gonna raise 1.6, what's that gonna give you? Oh, well, we have uh, 2 million in the bank. You yeah, have or you will have? Yeah, we have, we have. Yeah. You have, yeah, we okay. Have, we have money in the bank right now, yeah, so. Right. Okay. And I guess, I guess things are really cheap over there. I mean, crikey. Oh yeah. I, I'm, 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 no, you're not building a processing plant right now. This is all being done uh, as a, a pilot mining project. So we're using artisanal for the first year. And so this allows us to basically de-risk de- 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 the project. Um, we also have another funding lined up in a gold loan, which basically will, will basically, once we pour in gold, uh, this allow us to draw down that gold loan. And then basically that'll, and we actually have a couple different uh, options on that, but we have one that we like the most. Um, and then basically that'll, we're ordering a Merrill Crow plant at the same time. Uh, once that Merrill Crow plant is put in, we then can uh, scale the project. The Merrill Crow plant takes about a year to put in, but we can still process gold till the Merrill Crow plant comes. So we just can't do much more than a thousand ounces a month is a problem. Right, so, so when you, when you when, with the headline which says um, gold mine, Barry Gold commences Sangi gold mine construction, you didn't refer to artisanal mining. So what, well, what do you mean? You still build the heat bleach. We have two heat bleach pads. We right. Build, you know, we have to build the gold, the gold room. We have to build the, the ponds. We have to build, you know, we have to, you have to dig out the pit. Yeah, there's just everything else except for the processing plant will be in there. Okay. The processing so, plant will be in one year later. There's a processing area, but it's not, it's, it's, it's basically manual, not, you know, mechanized. Right. And you, so you talked about how much per month? We'll get, we can get up a thousand ounces a month once we, with the artisanal system. Right. And you had talked previously about 2000 a month. So you, you kind of stripping it well, back. That was, that, was still, that, time, that time was after we got the Merrick plant. That was, that wasn't based, uh, that wasn't based on the artisanal system. Right. Yeah, but now, we're, and that was just a target. We actually, now our target is 4,000 a month because with the drilling we have, we'll have a lot of extra of uh, uh, product to put onto the pad. So basically, so we're actually, I mean, and it's just the target. We can go higher than that. The plan will get us up to 10,000 ounces a month for the Merrick Crow plan. Right. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just trying to understand it because I don't normally, you know, um, hear numbers like you're, you're giving me in terms of getting into yeah. production, you know, because you're, you're doing yeah. things at a, at a small scale, pilot scale. Fine. It's fine. Well, I, okay, I did this before in North Sulawesi. Um, actually, my entire system was basically based on artisanal. We didn't have processing plant. Um, this is basically um, how the artisanals do it, the locals. And there's basically 100,000 artisanals in Indonesia mining around 12 tons of gold a year at least. Um, and so, you know, that basically is all being used. Unfortunately, a lot of them are using mercury and trommels, and that's, you know, much worse and dirtier. We have a problem with, you know, some mercury refining in our areas um, on the, in the rivers. Um, and we've actually been, you know, uh, trying to uh, find a way to get rid of that. Um, and and stop and also stop the locals from using that. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that is a big problem in Indonesia is mercury being used for uh, processing gold. Right. So that, that that's them, not you. Um, no. Again, so you, whatever we are, 16, 17 million market cap today. Do you think, which is double share price that when we last spoke, so, you know, that, that's good. Um, do you think that you should have 
this should have been a private enterprise at these sorts of levels. I mean, 12,000 answers, maybe 24,000 answers a year is for a public company. Are you going to get much attention for that? Well, I was trying to make this a private enterprise when I first, I was trying to buy this for myself. I mean, I was trying to add this on to my own. To me, it's, and there's billions of dollars of the gold in the ground, basically. Um, and I wasn't even caring about that. I just, there's a 60,000 ounce at, at surface pit oxides, which is shown in the 4101 in 2017. And that to me was, you know, for a small opera like me was, was you know, that was an ATM. Um, but when I came in, uh, there was an issue with the CEO. And then I went and talked to the main shareholder, which was Tocqueville. John Hathaway suggested I take over the whole company, which, it, you know, and it was sold by the bankers to be a good idea. But, you know, basically, I've learned all about public companies. And I'm not really, you know, I don't think I do it a second time. Uh, but this is where I'm at. And this is what I'm, this is where I've done. So, uh, no, I think it's a, I think right now we're super undervalued. I mean, basically, I, I'm looking at other guys doing less than we are with less and they're getting much higher valuations. I think people somehow think uh, Indonesia is a, is a problem. I find Indonesia much easier to work than I would find in North America. I went and looked at a mine in Nevada. It's going to take me five years to get the license, you know, to work through. Yeah, we're here. I could do it fairly quickly. So, I mean, yes, there is issues in Indonesia. You, ha you have lots of illegals. All third world is that way. But you can't find good ground like this in North America or Australia. It's been picked through. If you have to go to South America, you have to go to Africa or Southeast Asia. You know, so that and, and you and any of those are have illegals. That's just part of that's. Just, I mean, the illegals haven't surprised me. We're kind of ready for that. It's just something you have to give through. And all the mines here deal with them. So by illegals, do you mean what other people might call them artisanal? Yeah, artisanals. Yeah, the artisanals is the P PC uh, for illegals. Okay. Um, but yeah, there are people on uh, that they come in, they basically start mining your area. Um, and actually, it, it's, there's not the artisanals, if they're working in government land, they're artisanals. It's only when they work on uh, projects which are already basically licensed are the illegals. Got it. So basically, uh, yeah, I understand. So there are there are you know, legal artisanals that you know, and they they pan you know uh, government land. They then they sluice government land, and and you know, all the all the luck to them. They're good. Okay. They, we, we hire a bunch of them actually. Okay. Good miners. So, so, so let me. I just. I really need to understand how you how you're doing this because it's slightly unconventional, right? And again, nothing, I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I'm just I'm just trying to understand it, right? So you know, a, a, a thousand answers a month is is the plan to do this artisanal process that you're talking about. Yeah. You know. You, then you also said we, we could go. It, it could be four thousand a month, right? So, but that's a, that's a big leap. So, do you need to run out of? You thousand? have to have the barrel crow plan in. Okay, so basically, right. So, tell me about okay. tell me about how you pay for that. Okay, okay. this is basically a um, called bootstrapping. I mean, I, basically, I've always bootstrapped is always my money. Um, so, since I'm now in the public markets, not my money as much anymore as it was before. But you know, basically, I did support this company for two years out of my money when we couldn't raise cash. So, it's ended up kind of being my company that way. Um, at least, you know, at least uh, psychologically. Uh, so basically how we're doing this is the idea is you start proving it gold as cheap as amount of money as possible, which is what we're doing. And then once you proved it, you have another company, which is we have a, a, a Swiss, you know, office, which we're basically talking to. And they're quite interested in funding. Uh, I mean, there's actually a couple other offices where funds we talk to the same thing, but they, we, we like these guys the best. And they are looking at, you know, funding us. Um, enough money to buy the Merocro plant, okay? Which so is how much? Which is how much that cost? Um, Merocro plant, well, it's, it's gone up. I got to find, I'm trying to find how much it's gone up by. Um, what was it? Shipping. What was it? It was, it, it was 8 million before. The whole project is 8 million before. Right. So okay. it might be, it might be 10 million now. We don't know yet. So basically, but it's, yeah, it's in that range. And so basically, so they're going to fund that. Then we, we pay out of the gold 
you know, that the gold we make, we would pay back that loan. And it had a very fair interest rate or discount. Um, so basically that is so that so during that time, we might as well just keep on taking gold artisanally because, you know, during that time, we can still make I, I make probably if we have we're looking at about $800 at today's price, about $800 uh, free cash flow per ounce. We do a thousand ounces at 800000 a month. Okay, that goes that money I put into the drilling program, that money I, you know, to expand the current mine, you know, basically until the Merrill Crow plant comes in. And so, you know, when Merrill Crow plant comes in, then we go to, then we go to town. Um, so 12 months after the Merrill Crow plant comes in, we could probably be up to 4,000 or higher. 4,000 is just a target. I mean, basically, it, you know, there's no reason it can't go to 10,000. But again, you know, it depends. We have to get the drilling program also earlier because they need to have more targets. Because you have, I have identified 60,000 ounces. You know, as surface oxides are easy to get to, but you know they'll be gone pretty quickly at four thousand a month. So that's why we're trying to basically bring on more measured indi- indicators, so we have more targets. Got it. Okay. So the, the, just again, sequence of orders. So you run out a thousand ounces with the artisanal process, build up some sort of cash flow pr- process. Will you be making a net cash flow contribution with a, at a thousand ounces before the Merrill Crow plant needs to be paid for? Oh God, yes. Yeah. I right. Mean, like okay. I said, eight hundred thousand a month, basically, this free cash flow. Okay. In, okay. So that's that. That's good. The GNA is not so heavy. Whatever the the, the Merrill Crow plant comes at, eight to ten million bucks or so. Can we just talk about? You're speaking to Swiss Group about what? Some some sort of streaming? Some sort of no? It's debt, it's 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 a Ford Gold loan. Right. Okay. So, so they're they're traders. Yeah. Are they? Okay. Support gold, they're traders, correct. Okay, so you, you'll pay for that uh, through some sort of discount um, to, to them. Correct, discount right. on the gold okay. that, we, that we deliver to them. Understood, okay. And we so, deliver the gold to them in, in, in Indonesia. Right, so what do they need to see from you before they'll sign something like that? You'll need to well, be producing to for a period last, of time, right? They were, they were willing to sign last year, but I didn't want to basically take on a gold loan or any type of loan until actually I was delivering because I wanted to de-risk it. Uh, the problem is if, you know, we've had delays, which I kind of knew we would, but I didn't know how badly because of, mm-hmm. of COVID. So I'm trying to be as conservative as possible. And so that's why I went into equity, get it into a, a production by equity. Then basically the gold loan, I know we can pay back the gold because we have the gold. It also de-risks it for, the, um, for this office because then they basically will give me better terms too. So I get a lot better terms right. by waiting to wait. Exactly. Right. So you you want, they, they would have given you something last year before you were in production. You're yeah. saying, no, I want to be in production for a period of time, make sure that this works and I know I can pay them back. Right. Yeah. And it'll make it cheaper because I can re- I can negotiate better terms as a result. So do you know how long that period is? Because you've then got 12 months to get the plant in, put it up, get it up and running efficiently, and then you'll be able to get some head towards that 4,000. Usually answer. you'll get a half year grace period and then we'll be you know, whatever, we'll have a percentage amount of whatever we, we bring in, we deliver. So basically they may be taking some of our artisanal at the beginning, but again, you know, it won't be enough that basically uh, uh, causes any problems. So when does the Merrill Crow plant start to contribute cash? You know, but after well, we'll have to now. But with the world being as upside down as before, well, I'll talk about before because I don't know now. It would take in after I ordered one year for it to be operational. Because when I when I order it, they build it, they ship it. We have to basically then uh, install it, build it there, and then uh, you know do the startup. And that takes about 12 months. Right. But the bit before that is also got to factor that in. So we're 18 to 24 months before it starts no, contributing? Well, no, no. Basically, uh, when I start pouring gold, I order the Merrill Crow plant. So when I pour gold, I get the loan, I order the Merrill Crow plant. And you don't have to pay all up front. We pay it over, over, you know, at different, you know. So we pay a little bit up front and then we pay more in, you know, in a few months. And so yeah, as soon as we pour gold and everything, everyone, as long as, you know, the loan is still, you know, uh, uh, you know, 
is done. Um, you know, basically, we believe that you know it, we're going to probably get that signed soon anyway. So, what what do you know about the metallurgy or recovery rates now that will give you some sense of what it'll be like with the Merrill Crow plant installed? Will it improve? Will your margins improve? Well, yeah, um, the margins improve a little bit because we'll do a better job on uh, recovery of the silver. Um, we don't recover the silver as well under under artisanal. So, the Amer Pro is great for silver. You know, so basically, um, yeah, so that's going to basically improve. But again, uh, silver right now, when we send this, because this will be refined in Anton and Jakarta, which is LBMA refiner. And they basically will give us a silver credit, which basically pays for the processing of the gold mostly. So we don't make a huge amount of money to silver anyway. Okay. And okay. So that'll be interesting. Have you got any sort of idea in terms of, have you given any indication or guidance with regards to cash flow for the next 12, 24 months as a result of these conversations? Yeah. I mean, basically over the next 12, 12 I mean, we're looking to be pouring in January, February, which basically um, probably the first few months, because we're just getting started, we'll be about 600 a month. And that, you know, you never start hundred percent up front. So it'll probably take about six months to get to a thousand. But at that time we're in cash flow. And so, and that's, and we don't, we have a very low GA. I don't have a lot of GA. I got like five people in Canada. Most everybody's in Indonesia and they don't cost that much. So, um, so basically we have, yeah, we're, I think we have up to 60 people. We'll be up to 200 people here by next month or so. Um, when we're doing the construction, you know, in heavy construction and then basically it'll drop to 160 once we are just doing process. Okay. So we can work some numbers out from that. Okay. Interesting. Um, and once you are producing cash flow, or indeed from the, any of the 1.6 that you're raising and the 2 million that you've got now, how much of that is um, going over to Miwa? Uh, Miwa basically is not as important for cash as basically as me being there. Um, uh, I, did, I was there basically back to 2019 December, and I worked out with the stakeholders how to move it forward uh, based on a couple of times that they fixed before. Um, and then, of course, I can't get back. Um, and so the plan actually might change a little bit because the government has announced that they will allow you to take a provincial license to a uh, federal license. So we're talking about that. Um, anyway, we'll see when you get there. So we may still stay for a provincial license. It depends on, you know, uh, you know, kind of what, how, what needs to be you know, done to do, make it a federal license. So, I mean, it's, that's just sitting down with people and getting you know, all the details worked out again. Remember, we have all the drilling information. We, we spent $20 million in drilling. We have all that, we're only with all that drilling information. And so, uh, yeah, they're, so they're really kind of keen to get we can get it into production license fairly quickly with that drilling information. Yeah, so, but at the same time, you're talking probably a year to work this stuff out. It's not going to be really fast. Um, and, you know, you're probably talking a few million dollars to basically get it, you get it where it needs to be and we'll move forward again on drilling. Okay. So, that, okay. So, a bit of money being spent on it, a bit of a lot, a lot of admin and a lot of love. Mostly time. It's mostly time. Money won't be spent until towards the end. It's mostly beginning is time. It's just basically got to be there. I'll be, I'm leaving in a couple of days. I'm leaving on Wednesday to Indonesia for the first time in two years. So that's one of the things I'm working on. I'm only going to be in Indonesia for a month this time. Then trying to get things set up. I got to be back for some surgery in uh, December. And then basically in Jan middle of January, then I go back for probably five or six months. I'm usually there eight months out of the year. So this, I mean, I have this house here in Seattle, which I've had for 10 years, but this is the first time I've seen all four seasons, you know, so, which is nice, but yeah, I'm kind of missing Indonesia too. Okay. It's warmer. So what do the five people in Canada do? I get the people on the ground doing stuff. What, what are the, what, what's the Canadian oh, team doing? This is my marketing team, my finance team, and my, my accounting team. And they're full time. So oh yeah, full time. Yeah. So basically we have it. So basically in um, uh, Canada, we have many of the people that, you know, uh, keep the public company, you know, current and basically keep us, keep us, you know, you know, uh, set with IROC and the TSX. Um, wow. Also, my, my our attorneys are up there. At least our attorneys for we have attorneys also in Indonesia too. We deal with the mining side. 
So, so basically, so that's our, we have, uh, that team has been pretty much full time this last, you know, year or so. They've been what, sorry? They, they've been, they've been pretty much, you know, uh, on full time for about uh, two years now. What, what do so, they do yeah, all day? But we, what, I don't what? need I don't more than that to basically run the company. We keep our GA really, really tight. Okay. It's just kind of, kind of like, I always, I always wonder, how do you as a CEO manage your, your budgets and stuff, you know, what, what people do you need to buy in, what people do you need, you know, full-time and who's doing physical We have like three sign-offs that spend any money in this company, including me. So basically we don't spend money. I'm like, I'm a real, I'm a real tight ass in cash. So basically we don't spend money easily here. So um, you got to, I mean, the locals will then, you know, uh, well, I would say locals, the, the finest people in Indonesia will basically get a budget from the managers there. That will be, that'll be pre-approved. And then, but even after it's pre-approved, it has to basically be uh, money is released by by the local manager, that's the uh, finance manager, and then our CFO. And sometimes, if it's a high enough money, it's by me also. It can be as money as four signups, depending on on you know how much is being released. Right. Okay. So I guess we're very, we're very tight on on you know on controls. What's well, yes. Yeah, very tight in control. So it's also also interesting down at this level about you know how how many salaries and how much cost and what you what your GNA is is actually spent on. You know, different companies choose different. Spends the people I keep minimum, you know, and I get more out of them. So uh, yeah, but basically Indonesia, yeah, the people there are not as nearly as costly as in Canada. But again, you know, I just need people in Canada to make sure that you know we're running properly for TSX so that they're happy. And that we that we do what we're supposed to do here. Also, when we raise money, we raise money through Canada. So I have to have a team that understands how to do that and understands you know, basically how to communicate with our community. You know, so uh, so we do have you know one of those marketing people is actually a communications person. So you know we want to make sure our community knows what's going on. If they have questions, we want to be able to answer them. Well, I guess, I guess you needed them earlier in the year. You, you were accused of a well, your company was accused of yeah. uh, of a bunch of stuff. We saw you on various uh, news outlets. Um, you know, giving, yeah, giving the script. Yeah, 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 some big, big, big time. So you, what, what, tell us what, well, tell the audience what you're being accused of and then maybe help us well, understand how you responded. Um, there was a gentleman, uh, it started out with a gentleman who was the vice papati who passed away on a plane from Bali to, I think, uh, Masaka, uh, basically. And then we were accused of his death. The reason we are accused of his death is basically he'd written a letter critical of the company um and so but he was the vice party vice party has no real um you know no one really pays attention to them but because that we had the illegals the legal miners who've been there working on our on our land uh and made really good money last year decided that they were start an ngo and as you know, so basically and accused us of what they did which was destroying the environment um and then they used this uh death of this uh uh official as a way to attack the company. Um, so that was one. Then they accused us of doing all the environmental damage they've done. Um, actually, BBC took a picture of flying over um, our area, and we've not put a shovel in the ground yet, but they showed all of the, what the, the illegals working the land there, also pouring um, tailings onto the reefs. Um, they also We've also been doing a lot of testing on the area. They have lots of mercury they've been dumping out of trommels. Um, so, and actually there was a, it was a protest by the villagers just last month against the illegals and butt person buying the gold from them about the, um, pollution they've been causing in their village, uh, Bidi Bas village. Um, so, cause you know, that, that, uh, mercury getting their drinking water and it's affecting them. Um, so, but again, I was accused of, 
Also, we were accused, basically, one of the things they said is there were these rare birds, which basically no one's seen in 20 years, um, uh, that we might affect, which these birds, and they did exist, they still do exist, existed on a volcano, which is on an extinct volcano, which is on our uh, area of works, contract of works. But it is uh, very, you, you can't, the birds didn't exist below 750 meters. Okay, so it's very high. Um, on this volcano, this is a volcano that has no gold on as far as we know. So it's not a target anyway. Also, it's protected forest, which we're not allowed to work in. Also, is a national park, which we're not allowed to work in. So it was never a target of ours. It never would have been a target regardless. Um, so yeah, they were accusing that we might affect these birds and stuff like that. And uh, even though no one's seen them in 20 years and they were thought to be extinct. Um, but there was still, you know, that was a BBC, BBC ran with that. And so, uh, you know, they ran with both the, you know, the official dying and us being accused of it. And then the, um, you know, the uh, birds basically being, you know, uh, in, in some critical danger because of our operation that hadn't even started yet. So being, we're being accused of something that hadn't, we haven't even started putting a shovel on the ground yet. We've actually, what we, we've actually done is we actually started growing plants and, and trees for our reclamation. So right after we finish an area, we'll, we'll reclaim it immediately. Um, but also this allows us on our CSR program to uh, get a number of farmers working with us. They're growing the seedlings for us. They're growing the trees for us. And we get, we pay them to do this. This puts money in their pockets. We pay money to people for making bags for our um, uh, drilling program because we need you know sample bags. And we could go buy them on the internet, you know, for about a quarter of the price. But this gets more people that you know we can affect positively in the villages. Um, we're trying to basically, if we need something, we try to if we get it there on the island from somebody rather than bring it from off, off island. We're going to hire 70% of our people on the island. Many of them, number of them will basically artisanals. We're going to bring them on. They're, they're good miners. A lot of these also miners, a lot of the people on the island go off to North Sulawesi work on the gold mines there, which are legitimate gold mines. And they have really good, they have really good uh, skill sets. So it, the thing is we can hire 70% or more. I mean, 70% is target. We might be able to know more. But the idea is that money stays on the island. It stays in the community. It stays, you know, basically in the economy there. It doesn't get sent off to another island. You know, basically, work, usually a lot of these guys will work, you know, uh, you know, they'll go off like from Sangier to work in North Sweden, but they send the money back to Sangier to their family. Here they can get to go home every night. Here they basically, they, they stay in the economy. So the merchants, the fish, you know, the, the fishermen, all of them will basically profit because there's more money in the economy. And so, and for us, so it's important for us to basically affect the uh, economy you know, and the people positively, including, you know, we will be you know, very environmentally, I mean, in the very beginning, yeah, we did a very extensive uh, environmental report. Anvil is a thousand pages. I mean, and they made us do it three times. So, so, so that okay. So you got you got NGOs and a bunch of accusations made against you, and that was fairly high profile. You gone back and responded um, as best you can to that. But I'm, I'm more interested in what the local government is 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 doing for you. Obviously, you talk about you know getting into a, a mine construction. We we, we get that as yeah. a pilot component. So you, you're getting the permits and licenses that you need to move this project forward. I mean, and maybe you've been slowed down by COVID here, but are you getting the sense that you are getting the support that you need from the local government? Or... Oh, the government's been fabulous. Right. No, the local government's been super. I mean, local, provincial, and federal. All of them have been amazing. I think I said, when people say, oh, Indonesia, I'm finding Indonesia a great place to work. Okay, you have, you know, artisanal legal problems. Like I said, you ha always have that, okay? And if you're not expecting that, you shouldn't have been there. You know, you shouldn't, you know, you don't know what you're doing. Um, so this is not actually a surprise. It's annoying. And they, and they found a very unique way of doing it. I must admit, I didn't hurt anyone, you know, accusing any other people of killing a bird that didn't exist. 
Um, so basically, but it's just part of it's part of any place you go to Africa, Ghana, you're gonna run the same problem. Like I said, Keith Barron, I talked to him, he had thousands of you know illegals on his mind down there in Ecuador. And he had to deal with it, you know, also, but, you know, taking apart their operations, you know, so basically, so this is just part and he, and, you, and he actually tried working in Indonesia one time. He didn't like the illegals there either. You know, so basically, um, again, it's just, it's just part of life, you know, in the third world. And, and you've got to just basically, you got to work with the best you can. You know, you, know, you don't want to hurt anybody. You want to basically move them off. And again, the police take care of the police, move them off. They come back, police move them off again. You know, so just it's it, and once we are in that area, they can't come on so easily. So they're having a harder time with us there. You know, we're not we they're still there, and we're not we're not basically you know trying to um, have any direct conflicts with them at all. We we steer clear of them. You know, so uh, and they're not in our way right now. They're not in the, on the air. We're working either. So basically, um, so we you know we're going to live with them as long as we need to. At the same time, but you know. They, they're feeling the pressure from the government trying to get them off because we're there now. Okay, so you're going to, okay, you, you talked about February, March, Q, Q1, you're going to be producing gold. Correct. And you're going to be, okay, you'll be ramping it up or to 1,000. Or Dorate, right. But you'll be ramping it up from whatever, five 600 up to 1,000 in no short order. Is that, that's the idea, right? That's correct. Okay, fantastic. Um, well, look, I think we're getting a little bit of uh, inter inter interaction, uh, a bit of a bad line here. So look, I'm going to say thank you very much. Uh, t uh, that, that, that's fantastic of you to come back and tell us about this, uh, Terry. When you, when you, you back. Oh, it's been fantastic. Always fun. Um, when you start pouring, come back on. I want to hear it and I want to see it. I'll, I'll, I'll be holding. I'll be holding basically. Uh, well, a, you know, a, a kilo plus. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, one of those. Yeah. Fantastic, Terry. I appreciate your time today. Thanks very much for coming on. We'll see you soon, okay? Take care. Thank you again for having us. Cheers, Cheers. buddy. Bye, bye. Bye. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.